0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Our number two, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. According to technical director Alex Brody, this is the 12-year anniversary of Rebecca Black's masterpiece Friday.
2: Yeah, I got that text from Wedley. Let me oh, know. So
1: did you double-check that information?
2: Checked. Yep. So it's the 12 year anniversary, and it just so happens to be Friday. Fact checked it like Zay Jack.
1: Yeah. Like, I got to <laughs> oh, find out on. if February 10th, 2011 was a Friday now. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, there's like, that there's that well. actually a math equation you can figure out whatever nope. day of the week is. It, it th- was a Thursday. 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 She's a
2: fraud. She is a fraud. Well. I took my headphones off. I can't even hear.
1: Is it over? Can I put them back on? It's faded. Yeah, it's faded out. Dan Dunleavy, the the voice of the Buffalo Sabres, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Sabres and Flames, tomorrow morning, 1030. Up and at them. Again, I'm sure a lot of our listeners like to sleep in on Saturday. It's going to be a good day. Sleep in a little bit. Roll out of bed. Have some breakfast. Flip on the Flames game. Awesome. Awesome start to your day on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I got beer league at 9 o'clock at night. So when I saw there was a Flames game, I was like, God, oh, that's probably going to
1: What a great day it, it is for Matt Rose tomorrow. It's going to be a dandy.
2: Yeah. I'm going to watch Flames the game. Flames game, then
1: watch some moving day at the Waste Management in the middle yep, of the day, yeah. and then you go play some beer league. That's pretty sweet. It's not going to be bad. Sweet. It's going to be sweet. Plus, sweet day. Yeah, tonight, I'm going to go watch a movie. It's going to be great. All right. Um, right. We're giving away. Well, we're not giving away. We're qualifying our fifth and final person for our $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Uh, we gave you the numbers in the 6 o'clock hour of the program. Flames now 0-12-2 when trailing, heading into the third period this season, and they've been on-scored 55-47 in the final frame this year. The question we're asking to qualify our final listener for that $500 gift card, the Flames struggle in the third period, Like I struggle with blank. The flames struggle in the third period. Like I struggle with blank. 960, 960, name and location. And we can even mix in a call or two if you want to call in, because you always have a better chance to qualify by calling in 403 240 4444. 403 240 4444. Flames lose 2 1 last night in Detroit to the Red Wings in what was a frustrating game. And I know the MO for Daryl Sutter this season has been just throw a lot of pucks on net, generate a ton of shots. Yeah. The flames had 36 shots on goal last night. How many were, were in the danger variety to you? Maybe five, a minimal amount. And the other thing
2: too, was the rebounds. If they were in the slot, Detroit cleared them quickly or they were bouncing into areas that, you know, nobody was there to pick them up or they weren't really good scoring chances after like the flames do a good job of low to high and, and trying to capitalize on some organized chaos in the offensive zone. But it's not necessarily a way that you can, um, you know, put up five, six goals every single night. That's not, that's not what this team does.
1: Um, It's just outside of that Lindholm line. They just don't look dangerous. Yeah. Like these last couple of games, and that game Monday in New York was obviously super fun. It just riddled with mistakes on both sides of the ice on both teams. But last night against a okay Detroit Red Wings team who are probably better than their record kind of indicates because they play in the best division in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So to think that, you know, the Flames are that much better than the Red Wings, I'm not really sure about that. Sure. Sure. And but it did hurt the fact that the Flames didn't have Rasmus Anderson yesterday, which came out of nowhere after getting hit by a scooter, uh, not hit by a scooter, hit by a car while on a scooter. Yes, one of the weirdest injuries uh, in Calgary sports and imagine in the last at least twenty five years. And again, like no joke. He had to go to the hospital after getting hit by a car. Like that's no joke. and they they'd missed him last night. he He's a big part of this team. And I don't know if he's playing tomorrow. According to the team, he's day-to-day, so that's great, and it wasn't serious. But yeah, like that came out of nowhere, and maybe took the sales out of the team a little bit last night heading into that game. Well, this is a
2: team that I think any time that they've lost one of their key defensemen, whether it's Anderson for any stretch of time, whether it's been Tanev, um, things seem to... Take a little bit of while to get sorted, and that's never ideal for sure, um, especially when you've got, you know, Zadorov and Wieger have played together. You've got, you know, Hannifin and Tanev who have played together as well. But the other thing, too, is when Anderson's out of your lineup, that guy's playing what? I'm sure he's averaging over 23 minutes of ice time per game. He's probably closer to 25 than that. And the thing for me is when that guy comes out of lineup, you're asking a lot more of Michael Stone. You're asking a lot more of Dennis Gilbert, especially when, you know, it's Zadorov going to the penalty box. Now you're asking those guys to do a lot more penalty killing for you, eat a whole lot more minutes. I just think that as a whole, the defense still needs a little bit more support back there. You know, we keep thinking about Oliver Shillington. Is that going to come to fruition? The Flames were linked to Luke Shen earlier on in the week. Who I wouldn't mind that depth ad for sure. But I don't know. Every time something happens at this defensive
1: unit. That's, again, we can talk about all day about adding to the blue line. They need more punch up front. That's what it is. Yeah, 100%. They need more punch up front. That, that's, that's basically what it is. Because last night was another example. No punch up front. Uh, the, the Cadre line had a couple chances. Jonathan Huberto was invisible. The Lindholm line had some nice looks. And Jacob Pelci, I like his speed out there, but God bless him. Like, do you think he has any finish at this point of his NHL career? Well, no. And he might eventually grab that scoring touch, which you hope he does. But he's getting a prominent role on this team, too. Is he going to get you a goal? He's yet to score in the league. Like, it's, it's a lot of pressure on the kid to putting him in a spot where they need him to produce. Like, and he's playing with a guy who you brought in to produce. And it's just not happening. No, and we haven't seen him like...
2: I don't know. I don't have very many problems with what I've seen from Pelche lately. I thought that there was one instance where like, he's, he took a couple of real hard hits from Moritz Sider in that game yesterday yeah. and just was able to manage the puck, was able to hold on to it. He made an excellent play to eat a, a hit from Moritz Sider when that line was absolutely running around after they had iced the puck. And they were in a lot of trouble in the second period and he ate a hit. That allowed the puck to clear and all of his line mates to get a change. He had the breakaway. He just skied the shot. Maybe Husso got a piece. I don't. I don't have a problem with Pelche right now, but that line as a whole hasn't been able to put it together. And I don't have a problem with what Nasim Kadri's doing right now either. I quite like what I've seen from number ninety-one, but I just don't think that they've got any
1: chemistry, anything that seems to be working with Jonathan Huberdeau. It's just really, really, really frustrating. A guy who scored that many points last season. Only has uh, 33 points so far this year. All right, 403-240-4444, 44. 960 960-960 on the text line. Uh, the Flames have struggled in the third period this season. I struggled just as much as the Flames do in the third period with blank. Uh, we got some good ones, really, at the text line. and There's there's some gems out there as well. But let's mix in a phone call here first, and then we'll get to our Sportsnet 960, the fan text-reading robot, texty McTexterson Jay um Jay's on the line. Jay, good morning. How are you? What's going on, Jay?
3: I struggle hitting the <laughs> toilet after a hot night with the wife in the morning.
1: okay, all right, right thanks, on. Jay. Right on. Hang on the line. um a hot night. what was that? again <laughs> uh, that's the <laughs> <see>, you don't <laughs> I know some of our listeners don't like when we go to the phone lines. Mm. <laughs> But mm, I don't. Where 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 where, ah. where were we going to get a gem like that? That's a gem. I don't know what a "hot night with the wife" means, but and I don't know in relation to, to to stuff in the in, in the I bathroom. Have so but... many
2: more questions than answers, nope. and I don't want to know the answer. No, answers. let's just leave Ask the
1: question. Let's leave it at that. Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. Try to top which is Jay did. You can, but I like it. I hey, I like the effort. <laughs> I absolutely like the effort. Hey, called in. Yeah. Um, Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 960, the fan text-reading robot. Uh, He's got some texts here. Uh, What do you got for us, Texty? Let's start to kick things off.
0: Matt in Calgary. Like I struggle with helping my kids with long division homework. (laughs) I forgot how to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Um,
2: Who cares? Yeah, it's, it's... We all have supercomputers in our pockets. Why yeah, are we still teaching kids long division?
1: What do you mean, why aren't we... You have to. What
2: do you mean? Yeah, They know, all have phones.
1: Yeah, I know my nephew, pretty much once he reached the ninth grade, I'm like, I couldn't help you with the homework anymore, math homework. I'd be like, I'm checking out. No, and no, unless it's your job. Yeah, math is tough. <laughs> it's
0: very tough.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's
0: Get and to another one, again, texty.
2: Supercomputers. Yep.
0: let's do it. <laughs> Earl in Calgary, like I have been struggling, not stopping on the way home at McDonald's and buying the $3 (laughs) Flames game day Big Mac.
1: (laughs) Such a great great deal. So tempting. $3 (laughs) is pretty good. All right. Keep them rolling.
2: Team looked like they had a couple of Big Macs before that yesterday.
0: Dale in Harvest Hills. The Flames struggling in the third period is like I'm struggling with the fact that now the Flames, Panthers, and Blue Jackets are going to miss the playoffs. Oh. oh Family well. breakups are tough on everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. No one wins. No, no one, one pretty wins. good. Yeah. I wouldn't say the Flames are missing the playoffs per se, because they play in such a mediocre division. But uh, that's pretty good. Um Kim, do you want to get to the phone lines here, Alex? Uh let's get to Kim. Um, Kim, good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good. Fine. How's yourself?
1: I'm great. Thanks for calling in. So uh, the Flames have been struggling in the third period. You struggle just as much with what, Kim?
2: Making my eight-hour shift every day.
1: Okay. Mm. What do you do if you don't mind me asking? I work for a trucking company, Coastal Pacific Express. Okay. Well, you didn't have to really mention it. Do you ever pull over and take a nap? No. Okay, all right. Mm. Hang on the line, Kim. I know I'd be tempted to do that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of things I'd be tempted to do if I drove truck for a living. Yeah, sleep is yeah real high on the list. list. Yeah, pull oh, over yeah. maybe, pull uh, just a
0: few minutes, like in a quick nap.
2: Yeah,
1: quick little snooze. Yeah, no problem. Totally
0: would do that. Yeah. What else we got, Texty? Brett in Evanston. The Flames struggle in the third period like I struggled to watch that dumpster fire of an All-Stars game skill competition.
1: <laughs> all right, that's good. Let's go more. We're running low on time
0: here. Let's do it. James in Foothills Industrial. The Flames struggle like I struggle to not have to get up two times a night to take a pee. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rough. Mm. That's rough. We're all going to get to that at well, one point. Yeah, I'm sure. Not looking forward to
1: that. Can't wait. Not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, that'll be good.
0: Keep them rolling. Brennan in Bridgeland. Like I struggle with understanding the difference between analog and digital.
1: Yeah. (laughs) well, You can text in and I could scold you. You can also do that. (laughs) Come come on down.
0: Get yourself some learning. All right. Keep going. (laughs) Ian in Airdrie. Flames struggle with the third period like I struggle with picking up an ice cube off the kitchen floor.
1: Oh, that's tough. It the is the worst. <laughs> it is tough. So darn slippery. And then you got to wipe the water. You that's Take already... it under the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good move too. Let the next people worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <let's... laughs> It'll sort itself out. All right, what else we got? It's just water on tile. Look yeah. at happen. True. Yeah,
2: no TJ
0: in Strathmore. Like I struggle with supporting by purchasing Flames logo beer at $15 a pop. <laughs> Tip included because if you don and oppose T-tip, you get the snake eye. It's true. Yeah, you do get the snake eye. Snake eye or stink eye?
1: A bit of both. That's okay. snake eye. I like snake eyes! Um, <laughs> uh, we got, let's mix in another phone call here. and We'll sure. do a couple texts and yeah, then I think we'll make a decision. Yeah, here. great. Uh, let's get to uh, David. Um, David, good morning. How are you? <laughs>
2: Good morning, George and
1: up? What do you struggle with, like the flame struggle in the third period?
3: Staying up for the Pat Steinberg Marathon. Never mind <laughs> being able to get my call in before the legendary Sylvia.
1: Mm. Okay. All right. Hang on the line. I like when uh, our <laughs> listeners try to kind of fuck up to us a little bit. When they get real meta. Yeah. And they reference other parts of the show
2: or other parts of the station. I do like that. Or, you know. Like anytime, anyone can see, pull out a
1: Sylvia drop. I'm, that, I'm usually pretty excited. That's a pretty strong call by David, but is it as better as struggling <laughs> to pick up an ice cube off the floor? I do, I do like pick. That's it's very smart. Yeah, see stuff like that. See that's that one? That's what we're looking. That's for. That's like a deep cut. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. All mm-hmm. right, couple more here, uh, Patrick from Texas. Mike
0: in Calgary, the Flames struggle in the third. Like I struggle with keeping sarcasm out of my life. Mm.
1: Yeah, don't don't keep sarcasm out of your life. My favorite thing
0: Uh,
2: One of my favorite South Park episodes This is a sarcastic episode
1: Yeah Sarcasm's great Peak South Park it's, also, it's actually also A sign of intelligence When you're sarcastic oh, I fell asleep
2: Watching the premiere Of the new South Park season Yesterday Oh Before my nap so You I work hard Watch that
0: But you play harder Keep going texty <laughs> Stu and Okotoks Dot the flames struggle In the third period Like I struggle With believing The NFL I-S-N And oppos T-scripted
1: <laughs> Yeah Well Arian you know how many Foster people have bet so. the Eagles to win 37 34 after that supposed script leaked online? Like, books are taking a bet on that, like, it's nobody's business. And
2: they're just lapping it yeah, up. Yeah, they're, they're like, just just like, suck it just, up. Yeah, yeah that's gonna sure. it's going to happen. because
1: it's all fixed. Yeah. All right, keep going here, Texty. Let's go.
0: Jesse in Calgary. The flames struggle in the third, like I struggle with dry February. <laughs> okay.
2: Is it? There's too many days in February. Yeah. Super Bowl, Valentine's Day. Like, we got so many good At least four to. Fridays. There's too many days in February to do dry February.
1: Um, There's a good one here from Jeff. Uh, Like, George struggles with a bra. Is that taking it off or actually wear one? <laughs> because the move is you snap it off with one hand like a boss. <laughs> Great. That's the move. <laughs> all right. But we've all been there, Jeff. <laughs> Come on. Don't pretend like you don't either.
2: Yeah. What good text,
1: though? Not bad, real good
2: text. Not yeah. bad.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, which one do you like? The ice cube one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> all right. Really play the ice, like the ice cube one again.
0: Ian in Airdrie, flames struggle with the third period like I struggle with picking up an ice cube off the kitchen floor. See, dumb,
1: simple, right in our wheelhouse. Uh, Ian in Airdrie, congratulations. You're our fifth and final qualifier. Symphony clap. Yep, yeah. yeah. there you go. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes, yeah, like what the Masters. Hmm. Uh, congratulations, Ian. You're our fifth and final qualifier for the $500 gift card at our friends at Charm Diamond Centers. Uh, we'll do the draw in the 9 o'clock hour. Are you guys cool with that? Yeah. All right. We'll do the draw in the 9 o'clock hour if you're one of the five people. I ain't going to go crazy. It's going to be literally we're going to just. You have that little wheel, and I'm going to just pick a name. I'm going to leave it in your hands to give away that uh, super juicy prize of $500. All right, straight ahead. The voice of the Sabres, Dan Dunleavy, Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for The Athletic. All straight ahead. Big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
2: Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand.
1: Friday, it's a big show, wrestling row. Sports at nine sixty, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. Julian McKenzie covers the flames for the Athletic. He'll join us. Calgary fell two one last night in Detroit to the Red Wings. J Mac attack. Let's go. And an eight thirty Paul Jones, Raptors radio analyst, filled in Matty D, Matt Devlin on the T V side of things. He'll join us. Talk some Raptors.
2: How many uh bingos for our boy Julian McKenzie at ball hockey so
1: far? Zero. Oh, how but he you? likes to play. He likes to play in the blue line.
2: Okay. I can appreciate that. Yeah. As a fellow blue liner. Yeah. Points aren't always 5-2 there.
1: 5-2 win for the Royals on uh, Wednesday night. Let's go Royals. Uh, but right now joining us on the uh, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. He is the voice of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, used to be a co-worker of mine. I don't think he really remembers <laughs> that. Uh, Dan Dunleavy from uh, MSG. Uh, Dan, how are you?
3: Yeah, no, you were just you know one of the uh, what, what's his name guys, right? That's yeah, exactly, old, George. <laughs> I yeah, would be like, no. hey, Dan, Hardly, give me a break, brother. Come on, I know exactly. I know, I know. You and I have <laughs> been <laughs> golfing. Do you
1: want? Do you want us to? Because Dan and I have been golfing together. Dan's a great guy. Do you want us to? Do you want me to? Do you want to tell you the story?
3: Say great. Notice he didn't say great golfer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I Well, you're you're adequate. <laughs>
3: there's
1: there's potential. Know. That's there.
3: an interesting conversation right there. Would you rather be a great golfer or a great guy? Mm. Like, you want people to say you're a great guy or, man, that guy's a great golfer.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you can't really show off to your friends if you're a great guy. But, man, if you're striping <laughs> the ball down the fairway, Dan.
3: I was <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah, that guy sucks, but he's a really nice guy. Yeah, and and just, you never get invited to golf. You never get yeah. invited again. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You're like, man, that Dan Dunleavy. I don't know about him, but, man, can that guy stripe the
2: golf ball. <laughs>
3: never <laughs> seen guy, him miss a, a jerk, fairway, a but, boy, is he yeah. just a pain to be around. Uh, yeah, well, he can help us win this tournament, but just don't talk to him. Yeah, that's right.
1: Nobody wants to sit in the golf cart with him. Um, do you want? Do you want? To, do you want us to tell the story? Do You want to tell the story when we save that uh, that goose's life?
3: It's a remarkable story, but it is. Are we, is, do, do, is. Do we want to do that this morning? Yeah,
1: we can do that this morning, Dan. <laughs> so I I will lay it out. So Dan and I a couple summers ago went golfing, rolling meadows in Niagara Falls. Okay. And uh, it was a par five. Uh, I kind of hit my drive a little bit off the fairway. Shocking. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit my three wood. And I'm going to pound this thing down the, uh, down the fairway. So there was a group of, like, Canada geese that were, like, in front. No problem. Like, how many times have you hit over the geese? So I hit this low screamer three wood. I swear, Maddie, like, I felt terrible. I hit one right in the neck. Oh. Like, right in the neck. And I'm like, oh no! And the thing's writhing in pain, and the other Does geese it make are it awful like, awful noises. Yeah, like, and oh. the things, like, and the other geese are around it, knowing it's in pain. Oh, and then geez. all of a sudden, there's hawks <laughs> circling around in the air, right? Like it's a <laughs> bad. Oh, they're seat. already ready, and yeah. I'm already rattled because you never want to hit. Yeah, I'd rather hit a person than an animal on a golf course. <laughs> right. At least I can apologize to a person and they
2: can accept my apology.
1: So, like, he's all writhing in pain. And, like, Dan and I, like, we don't know what to do, right? And we both feel terrible. And we just keep talking about how terrible and awful this is. (laughs) So, that's a hole. And then two holes later, you come by that hole again. So, Dan and I are there. And we see that same goose on his back writhing in pain. And we're like, okay, we got to do something because the Hawks are circling. This poor thing's in trouble. So, Dan grabs his club. And we walk over, and Dan kind of, like, flips him over. This thing jumped, because it was right beside a little pond. This thing jumps into the pond, takes a little drink of water, shakes it off like nothing happened. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's fine. Because no way with this thing, with a broken or whatever neck, yeah. he would not be able to. And he was fine. And then, like, he, he was he was totally fine. And then Dan and I, it's like the sun was, like, shining a little brighter, and everything was all warm and fuzzy after that incident how vividly do you remember (laughs) that entire incident dan
3: i will well i'll never forget it i mean i remember the high five afterwards and i remember how slowly (laughs) yeah i remember how slowly i approached that goose and you're kind of looking at me thinking you're you're crazy doing this but i reached over and yeah you're right i just kind of lifted his neck i'm like come on buddy you gotta live you cannot yeah you cannot die right here on this you cannot Yeah." and he just got up and he went into the pond like hey i'm good yeah Have he a took a little drink of water so shook important. it
1: off and he was fine it was incredible <laughs> no i yeah, know
3: no, it uh i'll no i'll never forget that one yeah. um i mean i might leave a letter about that on my coffin for the day when i'm not <laughs> here just tell someone look you know what aside from playing nothing but rock and roll music for however long you guys want to hang out here and say oh dan you know great golfer but what a jerk no <laughs> um, you know great guy but couldn't golf and by the way he wanted to share the goose story about uh him and George golfing yeah. one last time yeah. before you all forget him for next you're a big years animal guy
1: life. and that's something that yeah. uh, we were both rattled by it and obviously you feel terrible oh, gosh, yeah. about it because it's a total I mean accident. you
3: not only saw it but you heard it and the way oh. that that ball <laughs>
1: I lasered it it,
3: it was uh <laughs> it was a whack thud on the side of this goose's neck and he went down yeah and I was not comfortable to watch. And like, what are and the we chances both, yeah.
1: of hitting him right on the neck too?
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: that's a, that's a small target.
3: That's what I mean. Like, if uh, I
1: yeah yeah go ahead.
3: If I remember correctly, we googled <laughs> the makeup of a goose's neck just to see. So, what did you hit? Did you hit uh, like a lot of? You know, like the human ear, or did you yeah. hit muscle or <laughs> did you break a bone? Are there right. bones in the goose's neck? I mean, we were googling exactly what was destroyed in that yeah. goose's neck. But then when he before just, we came back around to see him.
1: When he dipped his head and took that drink of water and just shook it off like nothing happened, I'm like, this guy's a stud.
2: So like the thing with birds is this happens. Like when I grew up, we had glass panes on our balcony and we grew Saskatoon berries. And late in the season, the Saskatoon berries would get a little fermented and the birds would get a little bit saucy and they would fly right into the windows. And then sometimes they would just lay on the deck for like five, ten minutes and then they'd shake it off and fly away. And other times you'd have to go get them with the plastic bag and dispose of them properly. But sometimes they just get up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's kind of like going through a losing streak in the NHL, isn't it? Yep. You get whacked in the neck and then <laughs> a, little a, know, get, who, a little splash of water, a
1: little splash of water. Who
3: gets up with a splash of water and continues on yeah. and who just kind of lays there and says, I never did recover from that. <laughs> <And> George <laughs> Russick. Yep. Drive in the neck. Yeah. yeah.
1: And again, like, and then the couple of them, <laughs> like the one was giving me, uh, like yelling at me. I'm like, he's fine. Go over there well, and check right, on yeah. him. Yeah, they like they literally... were
3: yelling at you, weren't they? They, they were, were not happy with you at all. No,
1: they were not. It's like, what did no. you do to our friend? Well, I'm pretty sure they mate for yeah. the life as well. Yeah, maybe the one had... was like squawking yeah, at it was me. Probably the partner. Yeah, and then I yelled, "I go, he's fine. Go check on him or her. Yeah, They're he fine." Did.
3: <laughs> George, I did. George was having this moment. You know, it seemed very religious what yeah. was happening. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> You know, you waited for the light to shine through the clouds and yeah. everything else. It's like, wow, he's now walking Man. on water, this guy. He was literally <sighs> yeah. not going to make it five seconds <laughs> yeah. ago.
1: It was awesome. It was. and <laughs> they're like- yelling
3: at... Nature is yelling at George saying get yeah.
1: lost and that, and that was on like yeah. 17 and i'm pretty sure i parred that next hole because i felt so good about life in general when i saw that guy take we, yeah, we, we did yeah we that, I, thank did thank you for
3: remembering that story no, yeah. that no problem top but,
1: text goose took it like a man yeah he didn't definitely absolutely did
3: um <laughs>
1: what what's better dan watching that goose take that drink of water or watching tage thompson <laughs> night in night out
3: <laughs> I, I love what the guys are doing, but nothing will replace that goose getting up and going back. <laughs> yeah, the you're right. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it just won't. <laughs> 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 Got to get a t-shirt or something about that, George. That's awesome. Um, great segue, though. See, I knew you had this in you. Yeah. That's awesome. It's right. a pro? Um, That's right. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, he's a – last year we he saw him play uh, – 78 games he had 68 points he's through 50 so far this year he's got 68 points and really proven I think to everybody pretty quickly that last year was just not one of those seasons and that he's really grown into the the player he was meant to be and, and credit to him for fighting you know back from injuries and of course a lot of doubters and people um, you know judging the trade and and perhaps uh, in the world of sports and, and what have you done for me lately and, and all of that that's something that he even understood, came with the territory, but he fought his way through it. And he's just been a pleasure to watch. I mean, he's a guy that every time, and I think you want this in your NHL star players, uh, and I'm, you know, Buffalo fans certainly haven't seen this in quite a quite a while. Jack Eichel being the exception where when a guy would get a puck on his stick and you're just waiting for something brilliant to happen. And um, that's here now, which is really cool. And every time he does get the puck on a stick and anyone gives him any ounce of room, uh, you wonder what kind of movie he's going to come up with next. Uh, and you wonder how defenders are going to figure him out. And some defenders have at times they've they've figured out a way to try to take certain aspects of his game away from him. Uh, and the next, obviously, level of his growth as a player will be learning how to work through that because the league is starting to see him two or three or four or five times now. Um, you know, coming back at them so they have a perhaps a better game plan or understanding or or try to anyway to find a way to slow him down. So, but yeah, it's interesting. I have to talk to Tate today, maybe. After practice, he's going to be out of practice today uh, with the players. Uh, the team certainly uh, said that yesterday, uh, trying to come back from something that sidelined him for um, the later stages of the last game before the break. And um, I'm going to talk to him and say, look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I I really cheered for that goose over you today. So yeah.
1: <laughs> um, uh, just, I
3: hope he takes it the right way, though.
1: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Dan, like I know it's it's a game now where maybe size doesn't matter as much as it used to. But, like, what an advantage it is to have that much of a reach for T.H. Thompson.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the, you know, I don't know how much it's talked about out your way, and I know you see the highlights, and maybe it's talked about because it's really, you know, for the most part, just the highlight packages. But it is the reach that he uses to to make his, uh, you know, kind of hello moves around, whether it's, you know, outside in on a player or inside out. Um, and, and then just the patience he has literally with that reach, as you mentioned, he can just let the goaltender give him one shake yeah. or one bake. And then the goaltender is going to move one way or the other. And he just reaches around the other, the other direction <laughs> with the puck because he can just stand there and do it. So, um, the other part that shouldn't be lost with his skill set with that size. And it's really the first thing we noticed about him here in Buffalo. When I say we, uh, you know, mainly talking about razor and I on the broadcast is that for a guy this tall. When the puck is in his skates, he had this unique ability with that reach of his. And I'm talking right, you know, right beside the boot. He would still get this amazing shot off that you would think he has no business mm. doing that. I mean, the his stick is his body position. Nothing's in the right angle or taut positioning to get that shot away. But there's just this. Unique and uncanny ability to kind of release that shot from anywhere once the puck is on his stick. So great hands, um, great creativity, and a real determination that he has, which has been fun to watch. Uh, anytime you see a young player grow into who he's meant to be um, as a hockey player in this league and the best league in the world, it's really fun to watch. And I think that's where well, I know that's where we're at right now with Tage. It's it's fun to watch him to continue to evolve as a hockey player.
2: I've said it for a lot of the season. He's arguably my favorite player to watch this year. The reach is fascinating. I, I'd love when he just sits in that Ovechkin spot and rips one-timers as well. But my question yeah. is, so he's got the shot. We talked about the puck handling. He's been pretty good kind of picking pucks off in the offensive zone and setting those opportunities up. Is this something that, you know, you mentioned he had pretty good year last year. Is that just confidence? Is consistency the biggest key as to why he's looking like a hundred point player this year and last season with all those same tools, he was, you know, just under a point per game.
3: Yeah. um, It's definitely confidence. And a lot of that has come from the coaching staff and the general manager here who, um, you know, had conversations with him uh, obviously going into last season and uh, this year as well. Those conversations would have been uh, certainly, uh, I, I think, different from year to year, but with the same direction to them. And I think it's it's pretty safe to say that once uh, Don Granato, who had worked with Tage Thompson before in his teenage years and playing with the U.S. Development Program you know, they were very, especially Don, was very aware of what Tage had to work with. And I think it was just, again, the maturation that had to happen for Tage Thompson yeah. through his offseason workouts, through his own belief in himself. Um, and then putting those tools that he has to work within the game and Don shifts him to center. To get him off the board, so he can perhaps better utilize that reach that you've referenced and that everybody references. Gifts give, give him more ice to work with. Um, you know, perhaps putting him on the wall takes some of that room away from him. And certainly, the moment he moved to center ice, you just it. I mean, it just started to take off. You could see that. Wow. Okay, um, this guy's really taking advantage of this extra. Room and areas in the offensive zone, and even coming through the neutral zone, and uh, being responsible for carrying the puck up the ice. The other thing too that it'll be interesting for yourselves, perhaps, and others to do, and we always do this, right? When we're the home team broadcaster, is to watch how many times he comes back into his own end and helps with uh, with puck retrieval because we're Mm. focused on goal scoring. But take that reach you mentioned and everything else that is looking really good about his game. Put that same skill set in his own zone and just watch how he is back there um using that reach helping retrieve pucks helping get the play going back up ice because he knows once he does that uh in his own zone as as do Alex Tuck and even Jeff Skinner that's an area of his game too I see him more and more in his own zone helping retrieve pucks now they do stretch the ice that's seen every night you can see them you know trying to open up teams a little bit so they can use that skill set of Tage is working up the ice or the speed of alex tuck but all three of them have realized that hey once we get the puck back i mean we're off to the races and then they just let their each of them that have very unique skill sets for first line and skinner thompson and tuck they just let their skill sets take over they read off of one another very well um and it's just seemed to work for them so You know, I think Tage, too, would be the first to tell you he's having a fantastic year. But without Alex Tuck on one side, whose speed has really caught a lot of people off guard in the Eastern Conference, for sure, because they'd see him just twice a year when he's playing with Vegas. Um, Now seeing him more often, the first comment we get about Alex Tuck all the time is we didn't realize how fast this guy was, Um, as well as obviously his ability to score and Mm -hmm. his just kind of like a powered forward sense to him. And then Jeff Skinner is, you know, back to being Jeff Skinner. He's Every time he's got the puck on his stick, you're never sure what angle he's coming in at you. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's taking that space that Tage Thompson is opening up for him, uh, as is Alex Tuck, and and he's using it to the best of his advantage so far. Now, the
2: workhorse from Whitehorse, Dylan Cousins, also got signed, former Lethbridge Hurricane, seven years, $7.1 million, just under the number that came in for Tage Thompson. Uh, set career highs across the board, goals, assists, points, and he's been doing Mm -hmm. it with a couple of rookies on either wing. Can you just tell us about uh, this young man who uh, some people in our neck of the woods might be familiar with from his time with Lethbridge?
3: Yeah, well, and and those who are know how much of a leader he is and and talk about a determined young man uh, to absolutely perform at his highest level. Uh, It's something, to be honest with you, that this group shares, and it's why Buffalo was in a position that they haven't been in for a decade um, and that is in the conversation and having you calling us uh, after you know January 1st to talk about this team and talk about players like Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power I mean the list goes on so for Dylan specifically what I've noticed from him from day one is literally, I think I just, I mentioned the word a moment ago, is his determination. And you've seen that, of course, in the Western Hockey League, people who have watched him play at the international level have seen it because he's flourished when he's played with Canada on the international stage. This is um, a player who is definitely a leader. You see it when he plays with J.J. Paterka and uh, Jack Quinn, the two rookies that you mentioned. Uh, and you mentioned... Um, you know, how many games and, and creating career bests. you know, he's he's got a couple of wingers here and we're talking about these rookies that are, you know, they're, they're 40 plus or 50 games into their NHL careers and they were on a tear at one point. And then, you know, the realities of the NHL, I think started to set in a little bit for Paterka and Quinn and realizing, yeah, we were on a great run there. Uh, but man, that is hard to keep going. But the guy that has kept their, Engines running, and I say their engines running and being Paterka and Quinn, has been Dylan Cousins. He is driving, and that's what you want your center to do. He is literally driving the two of them um through their first full NHL seasons, keeping their determination up. uh You know, Quinn scored just before the break a nice goal where he found the middle of the ice coming around off the wing, um, driving towards the net. And Paterka, even though the goals haven't been piling up lately, this guy can fly. He is a strong, powerful skater. And the three of them have played together a lot this season. And I, you know, listen, We, I'm sure that Kevin Adams would tell you there are other players you could plug in between the two of them. And Casey Middlestat could be one because I've never seen him skate better than he is this year either. Uh, But Dylan Cousins is just such the right fit for those two. And I think they're good for him too, um, because they allow him to be that leader very early in his career, which is being himself and not feel that he's trying to push, you know, or punch above his weight class. Uh, Dylan Cousins is being Dylan Cousins. And he's going to continue driving, whether it be that line or any other one, depending, you know, where the Sabres go with their future here. But it's been a a really. this this is the part of the team where the way they finished last season, you really had no barometer on where Paterka and Quinn would be along with Dylan Cousins. You had to wait and see. And I think everything you've seen, even if it's not a goal every night, and they've learned this as young professionals, you don't have to score every shift, but you don't want to get scored on every shift either. You need to have the puck on your stick more often than not. And if you don't have it, make a safe play and live for another shift that's a uh, often not an easy thing for young players to kind of let soak in. And I think Dylan's been the great guy to be between those two, to help those lessons be learned.
1: Uh, Dan, I know we got to run, but I have to ask you real quick. When mm-hmm. I watch Rasmus yeah. Dallin play, I know this is heady, uh, a heady comparison, um, but uh, big praise, but I get a lot of Scott Niedermeyer vibes when I watch Rasmus Dallin. But I think the one most mm-hmm. underrated part of his game is he has a little bit of rat in him, which I really like, Dan. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah. You know that goose that was honking yeah. at you?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's him.
3: Remember you came at you, you hit the goose and then the goose who, you know, thankfully with little help from his friends, which would be you and I got up and swam away, still wasn't happy with you. Yeah. That would, that would be Rasmus Dolin a little yep. bit. And that has come from, but that's come from, listen, the, the game's different, right? I mean, not every team's got a guy on there that's going to, um, drop the gloves, uh, by the way, Dylan Cousins would and has mm-hmm. uh, and 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 fight every night because the guy takes a hit. We see it in some games. Yes, I get it. And it gets all the headlines and social media and not all of us hate it either. It's kind of fun to watch. But Rasmus Dahlin had to learn to do this for himself. I'm not going to say by himself, but certainly within the game on his own. That being... When he was, and you know, the guy who really, I think, brought it out in him, (laughs) interestingly enough, is Brad Marchand. Because Mm. every time that we would play the Boston Bruins, 63 would make it a project of his. And no surprise, right? This is what you do. Try to get in his wheelhouse or in his kitchen and disrupt his game. Because Brad Marchand realized how good this young player could be. And the importance of rattling him a little bit was number one on his radar so there was a game in particular maybe the first time they played or second time I don't remember the exact game but it worked for a little bit you know Rasmus get knocked around a little bit and he's like okay this is uh this side of the NHL but then there was a game they played the Bruins and it was tried again and I just remember Rasmus standing up for himself who's either a hit or talking back or just in the mix and of course I work with Rob Ray So Razor's up in the booth, and he fully realizes, too, Razor knows that the job he had in the NHL isn't there anymore, necessarily. But he will always champion that if you stick up for yourself first, the group will follow. And that's exactly what Rasmus Dahlin has done. And I think as a result of that, you're seeing other Buffalo Sabres step up on behalf of not only themselves, but the group. And actually, if you take a look at who leads our team in fighting majors, I believe it's Peyton Krebs. (laughs) So... That was uh, that was something we did not expect to see. So, yeah, Rasmus Dalin's a magnificent player. He does have an edge to him. It's something that's been born in his game from people trying to knock him off of his game, and he just will have none of it. So he kills plays quickly. He's great moving the puck up the ice. He's a threat offensively. And if you want a really good open ice hit, just look back to our last game against the San Jose Sharks. Um, it was in Buffalo and Rasmus Darlene maybe has the open ice hit of the year. At least it's up in the discussion mm. with the others that everyone else thinks that their team has the open ice hit of the year.
1: Uh, Dan, Dunlevy Dunleavy is the voice of the Sabres for the MSG network. Uh, Dan, terrific stuff. Uh, let's get together on the golf course this summer. Okay.
3: Listen, Goose, it was great to talk to you. All right.
1: Thanks Maverick. There he goes, Dan Dunleavy on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar (laughs) (laughs) guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Takeout or delivery, 403-248-3344. That was great. Uh, Real quick on Dan Dunleavy, too. Sure. Uh, He was the update guy, um, afternoon update guy on the Fan 590 in Toronto and... Back in school, when I won my scholarship to do my internship mm-hmm. at the Fan 590 in Toronto, yeah, Dan Dunleavy's the guy who gave me the award. Oh, neato. So then we had a party after at the college pub where I was crushing Jager bombs mm. and did a couple with Dan Dunleavy.
2: See, the problem with me in university was I was at the college pub all the time, and then I didn't, you know.
1: Graduate? Finish. Hmm. But Dan, great guy, um, great job with the Buffalo Sabres, and not easy to to be the next guy after Rick Generette. But Dan is a, like yeah, a pro's pro. He's so smooth behind the mic.
2: He's one of my favorites to listen to. Yeah, he's, he's one great. of those guys. He that did went, junior,
1: he did World Juniors well, for years too. He was awesome. That's at what doing I was that. gonna
2: say. Like yeah. I missed him on World Juniors. There yeah. was another guy that I also missed very much on the broadcast. But like when Dan went to Buffalo, I was almost like, darn, like. Yeah. Shoot, we're not gonna and get I don't he loves don't get, junior hockey. We too. don't get a lot of local it. broadcasts from Buffalo up here in Canada. Yeah. So he's great at sports what he Net does. Sports now premium though. Absolutely. That's how you get yourself Buffalo Sabres
1: broadcast. Uh Julian's also great at what he does. Uh covers a flame the Flames <laughs> for the Athletic. Wow. He's gonna join us straight he ahead.
2: Segues today.
1: Just, it's just on lick
2: point. it up.
1: Uh we're gonna do that next week. Um it's the big show, wrestling and sports Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan.